All right, everybody, welcome to Legion's Cast, chapter 29. 29 whole chapters. It doesn't seem like very many for as long as the show has been on, but, you know, it is what it is. It's quality, not quantity here, and uh, that's, what we, that's what we strive for. We, as in myself, Lord Stephen Bishotti, but also Jeremy DeWitt. Oops, I mean Jeremy Gerard. Hey! I, I, That's I, not cool. I always get Jeremy Twit on my mind, and it just happens. Sorry, Jeremy Gerard. That's uh. okay, Steven. <laughs> Sometimes when you really love somebody and you slip up and you, you say the name of somebody, you may happen to love a little bit more. You know... It's when you got so many damn good Jeremys in your life, it's hard to keep them all. Tra it's hard to keep track of them all, and uh, that's that's just how it is. But um, anyways, Jeremy Gerard is here with me, LBC in the flesh, a master of ceremonies of Legion's Con, the man with a plan. What's going on, Jeremy? Nothing much. Nothing much. I, I say nothing much. Nothing actually, much. Huh? Actually, actually, a ton. Yesterday was a crazy busy day. So we're so we're recording this on Tuesday. So yesterday was a huge day all around. Um, you know, obviously the the Poxis pre-order ended on Sunday. So whenever a, a large pre-order ends, there's a bit of a scramble to you know flip everything over on the website in the store you know all of the the branding on the homepage and stuff um so there's a lot of that going on but then once we got to the afternoon we made the announcement of legions con 2022 and literally i think i dropped that at 3 p.m eastern time and until i went to bed last night my phone was just blowing up with people asking questions, expressing their excitement, um, just all around buzzing about the announcement for Legion's Con 2022. And realistically, what we announced was the dates, the location, and the start of some of the guests that are going to be there. Now, let's set the tone here of how this, this, this episode right here happens jeremy talks about you know announcements and all this stuff this information that's coming out so i'm sitting at home we didn't plan on recording tonight um i'm sitting at home just just texting my good buddy jeremy gerard talking about some things and we're we're, we're kind of geeking out and talking about how how excited we are about some things and i'm getting a little bit giddy i'm actually leaving to go on a cruise tomorrow which is ridiculous uh given the <laughs> given the pandemic but that's it's happening and um I, it, yeah i don't know that's all i can say about it it's it's, it's happening um and and i'm getting i'm a little bit i leave tomorrow for miami for michigan at like 6 a.m uh and and on a plane and here i am talking about jeremy and i don't give a damn about this trip i want legions legions con i want to be at legions con that's where I want to be. And we're getting so excited. I'm like, you know what? Let's record. Let's record right now. I've got, I feel like, I feel like uh, I've got an excitement in me. I want to get, I want to get, I want to sit down. I want to talk about this stuff. And I want to share it with 
the Mythic Legion collecting community. And Jeremy Gerard says no. I said no. Well, first I said no because I was just about to go eat dinner. But then I was like, hey, man, you know, I, I'm planning on talking about Legion's Con. That's a big part of what I'm going to talk about on my show tomorrow. And then as soon as I send that, I start thinking about talking to you and s seeing your smiling face and being able to geek out about this together. And I'm just like, well, I can do a short talk after I'm done eating. So even though I know I'm going to talk about this, the the – the pull of Lord Stephen was too great for me to say no to. I'm so glad it was because here I am. I should be packing, should be getting my sunscreen, making sure I don't forget my sunglasses. Uh, but I don't really care. Uh, there's too much good stuff happening with Mythic Legions right now. There, there is. There is. So where do you want to start? You want to start with Poxus? Let's start with Poxus. Huge pre-order. So exciting. Um, the the growth that the Legions community has seen over the last few years is absolutely insane. Um, you know, getting a, a wave like Poxis, you know, the I think we saw how amazing these very focused waves are with Aerithair. You know, and when I say we we saw that, seeing the photos, even seeing the prototypes like we were both able to do, Stephen, um, that's nothing like having the production figures in your hands. The the popularity of the Aerithair wave is a testament to what these type of waves really are going to be. So super love Aerithair, incredibly excited for Alithia, and I got to tell you, Poxus, that entire wave blew me away. I'm happy the pre-order's done because that's step number one in getting closer to these actually being in my display cases. Yeah, the pre-order is is over. Um, uh, if you blinked, you might have missed it. No, I'm I'm kidding. You had like two months. Uh, I did. I have seen a couple of people uh, say that that they 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 missed it and um like oh darn, I can't believe I missed it. It's like, and I don't know how that happens, but I, I do feel bad for you anyways, because I'm just that uh, much of a, a bleeding heart for people who miss Mythic Legions. So uh, never fear there will be other chances to get your hands on these if you missed out. Yeah. But, um, uh, man, I am, I am so excited. And this is, this is. I love how what ha with this happens. I love how the, we're in a, we're in this cycle where we've we've seen these prototypes. So my mind is fixated on uh, on Poxus, and it's all from Alithia until Alithia comes. Yes. Oh yeah. And and that's a fun part because it's all that because that's kind of what's kind of been happening now is Alithia is going to get close now at some point, and we're going to be getting that. That email from 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 Cornboy, or maybe it'll come from you now, who, who somebody, and it'll say, um, you know, they're on a boat or something like that, and you'll be like, oh boy, and then you'll refresh your mind to what the beautiful figures that we're going to be getting with Alithia, and then I won't be thinking about Poxus anymore. Steve, you know that classic meme that everyone shares, where it's a guy walking with his girlfriend and yeah. he's looking at the girl in the red dress. Yeah. People do that meme all the time for Mythic Legions, where, yeah. you know, he'll be holding the hand of 
cosmic legions and then he's looking back at poxas because cosmic was the big wave before poxas that is very accurate to how legions releases are every it's like everything that you see ups the ante and just when you think that like oh this wave is better than the wave that i saw a year ago the wave you saw a year ago actually ships and you get in hand and suddenly that 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 is your new thing that is if you get it's realized because it's in your hands and you're just so incredibly excited yeah i the Alithia wave is going to blow people away. The Poxus wave, when it, when it shifts, is going to blow people away. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Okay. I've seen a lot of people weirdly kind of saying they're not super into the brute scale. Um, you know, I saw someone post, my favorite figure in the entire wave is the Jin Kalazare. Right. Love 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 that figure the details on that figure are stunning um tharnag the the brute scale orc shaman is another just absolutely standout figure i saw someone post on the cabal he posted a picture of the gin and he said hey i'm looking at everyone's you know order posts and it seems like i'm not seeing this figure show up a lot and a number of people were like yeah that one didn't speak to me yeah so a number of people say they didn't love the brute scale now we've been around for a while i remember when ogres hit there were a number of people that didn't go deep on ogres in the minute those became available it was a feeding frenzy i remember being at toycon new jersey when they opened up those cases of ogres and they couldn't keep them on the table everyone was snatching them up because once they saw them in hand any, you know, any misgivings they had, any thoughts of maybe I don't need this larger version, these larger figures, was totally gone. That same thing's going to happen with Boot Scale. Uh, I agree. And and the Jin character, I think, is going to be one of those ones that people are going to be like, oh, darn, why, why did I not get that? And I will be honest, I think I may have even commented on that thread. The Jin character, it didn't... It blows my hair back because it's so beautiful and it's so beautifully painted and so beautifully detailed. But I've never been a, a Jin fan. I mean, I'm not against them, but they just don't. They're they're not that thing that speaks to me. The orc shaman speaks to me more than than than, sure. than the Jin. But I also know that when I get that thing in hand, I'm not going to regret it, and it'll probably be one of those figures that I end up uh, getting a lot more of my attention than I expect. Um, I can tell you that. Uh, being able to go to a lot of shows with my friend Travis uh, from My Wife is Gonna Kill Me, and we sell, you know, he's he's a distributor, so he sells a lot of uh, Mythic Legions, and a lot of times we have open ones out on the tables, mm-hmm. and every time we have an ogre on the table, that's what draws people's eyes. Yep. People that yep. don't know what the line is, they're like, what is that? And they always point to an ogre. And then you explain that, you know, all these go together. This is just a, a certain size that is actually in scale with all these other guys. He's just bigger. And, 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 and it's it's just fun how that, you know, it, that draws that attention, the bigness, the just, it, it's a great sculpt, and it just hits you in the face. And I, I don't, so I don't know how, how people don't like the idea of another, um, an, another sized figure, because I'm excited about it. I'm incredibly excited about it. Um, 
The other thing I will point out, and I think this could be in line with what you were just saying about the djinn, is I love characters like that because I I love all of those characters that are on the outskirts of typical fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got your dwarves, your elves, your orcs. You know, th- those are like classic, classic fantasy type classes and races and characters. But fantasy is such a broad category that a character like a djinn that is very much influenced by, you know, literature like Thousand and One Nights and everything, you know, all of that type of stuff can live very well within this fantasy realm, but they're not going to be as embraced, I think, as the elves and the dwarves and all of those more commonly accepted, you know, races. Um, But I think we see that a lot. A lot of those kind of outskirt type characters and they don't really have to be racist even a character i always think back to mythic legions one and the character of sir ignatius so you know people looked at that figure in the pearlescent type armor and it was a bit of a stretch i think people were like "Eh." you know they were more interested in the more straightforward silver armor type character and then when they got it in hand and they realized how gorgeous it was that instantly became a sought-after figure. I very much think that the djinn is going to check off both of those boxes. Like an outskirts-type race that's not as commonly thought of in fantasy, you know, you know, realms, um, along with just a beautifully detailed figure that when people start seeing fans post all their different pictures with it, that's going to be the one that they're going to say, why did I pass that one up? Agreed. So if you did miss out on the Pax's pre-order, you are not totally out of luck. Obviously, now the that goes over to the retailers. So there are a ton of Four Horsemen Studios retail partners. We actually just posted a page on the website this week that lists approved retail partners. It's not everybody. It's just, you know, the numbers that the ones we're starting with to, to list there because we've got their information um, as new retailers come on board that will always be growing. But it's a great resource for fans that want to find some source for legions outside of Store Horsemen. A lot of them are carrying Poxas as pre-orders now. So you do have the ability still to get in on this ground floor. For sure. Well, Jeremy, what other news do we got to cover? Come on. So we've been working on Legions Con 2022 since the weekend of Legions Con 2021. Um, You know, that was such an epic weekend, really a game changer, I think, for so many people. And, you know, Joe and I were sitting back because we were only able to realize a very small percentage of the things we wanted to pull off for Legions Con 2021. The reality is we were still dealing with, you know, some restrictions because of COVID, some challenges um, that we were kind of dealing with. And, you know, being able to do 2021 was perfect because it was perfect because it was the exact show we needed to do to be able to do 2022. And what I mean by that is, you know, as we were holding this show, we were seeing all the interest. One of the first things we said was we're doing this two full days next year. We're not, 
We're not going to tie this alongside ToyCon New Jersey like we've done in previous years. This is going to be its own thing, a full two-day experience. We want to hold it at a hotel where people, if they choose to, can stay in the hotel. But furthermore, we have more space to spread out, more flexibility, more options to do some stuff like breakout sessions and you know, really intimate workshops, Q&A sessions, things like that. So we were talking about it and planning it after or during Legions Con 2021. Um, we actually signed the contract for the hotel before the new year, but wanted to wait until you know the new year to actually announce. Um, and the reason we are announcing so early, because, Stephen, we can say that the dates are Saturday and Sunday, November 5th and 6th, 2022, of course. Um, we wanted to give people a lot of advance notice so they could plan their trips. Um, this is not a local show anymore. You know, we've got people flying in. I mean, Sweden. Emil flew in from Sweden last year. Yes, he you did. know, this year, Emil's coming back. Sebadam is flying in, you know, from, from Spain. Um, we have people saying that they're going to come in from Mexico. We had someone last year from Puerto Rico. Um, people are coming in from all over the world, you, plus all over the country. You think we'll get DeMarco this time? I, you know, I would love to see Walter DeMarco come. So would I. Um, that would be a, a wonderful, wonderful addition. Um, I mean, if for no other reason than he's someone who I work with so closely and have never had the pleasure to meet in person. Um, I would love to see him there. I, I, I hope that he can make it. Me too. So uh, very exciting. And, and Stephen, obviously you guys, you know, I mean, not only Legion's cast here, but um, my wife is going to kill me podcast. You know, you four have been banging the Legion's drum since day one. You know, you were a, you were a big part of 2021. And I told you at the show guys, you were like, you told me, you said, I think I have to come every year. I don't think I can miss this. And I said, you can't miss next year because I have plans for you guys. You need to be there in a big way. You're going to be an even bigger part of it. So I'm, I'm thrilled for even just the bit of information that we've revealed so far. Me too. Uh, all of us, you know, I could speak for the other guys for my wife is going to kill me and, and anybody who was in that, that stinky van, um, and that, that went down to New Jersey last year from Michigan. Uh, I can say that we are all pumped and we are all very excited to be coming back. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, barring, a, a, a an emergency, I, I, like I've said, I think I've said before, I can't see myself missing this show as long as uh, it's being put on. Yeah. And I'm thrilled to hear that. I'm going to talk about this at length on my show tomorrow night, because, again, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so Mythic Conversations will be on Wednesday. However, uh, you may be hearing this after Mythic Conversations. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I, I'm heading to Florida in the morning, so there's a good chance this might not get posted until after Jeremy's said show that he's recording tomorrow has already aired. <laughs> That'll be a fun little, you know, look back in time. Um one of the coolest things I can tell you is, you know, because we we reached out. The first thing we did before we announced it publicly was we reached out to all of previous exhibitors at Legions Con to say, hey, this is private information, but 
here's the details. This is the, you know, this is the hotel we're going to be at. This is the discount code if you want to stay there. This is all the information you need if you want to be part of the show again. We have more space this time. We have more tables this time. Um, but before we open it up to the general public, we want you to have first crack. I can tell you, Stephen, that no one that was part of 2021 has said, no, we're not going to be part of 2022. There are a few that I haven't heard from yet. There are a few that haven't replied, but everyone who has replied has unequivocally said, yes, I absolutely have to be there. And that that speaks to the mental wellness of your vendors, because they would have to be freaking crazy not to come. Okay. I agree. I agree. I agree. So that, but that, that is a testament to, I think, the kind of show we put on, and more importantly, the potential and continuous progress that people see in the show. So it's going to be an absolute blast. If people go to www.legionscon.com, all of the information is there that we've released so far. So this is the key thing, as we mentioned, November 5th and 6th. Um, it's going to be actually at a La Quinta Inn in Secaucus, New Jersey. So last year we were at uh, the Wayne Powell, which as last time we talked about, we were basically in a lunchroom. Yeah. You know, essentially. Um, this year we're actually at a hotel. We've rented the entire hotel worth like all of the meeting space they have in the entire hotel we rented all of it um we've got a block of rooms that are literally 50 percent of the hotel we negotiated half of the hotel rooms at a significantly reduced rate um so i'm i I mean legions are going to take this hotel over for that weekend and people that are not from this area in new jersey it is a very populated area it's a very popular area it's right on kind of on the border between new jersey and new york it's where you know if you're into you know sports ball it's where uh like the jets and giants and stuff play i guess in the meadowlands area um so there's a lot of restaurants there's a lot of hotels there's a lot of entertainment all in the area so Above and beyond Legion's Con, there's going to be tons of stuff right around that I'm sure the hundreds of Legion's fans that are going to be in town that weekend are going to be able to do. There's going to be gatherings, there's going to be get-togethers, impromptu and planned. I think it's going to be a huge upgrade uh, this year. Now, I mean, if I if I must try to sell the the new experience that is coming versus the one the the wonderful experience I already had earlier at the last Legion's Con the clunkiest part about the last Legion's Con was probably the it was nothing to do with the show or the or anything like that it was the after hours it was uh where are we gonna go where do we meet up how do we get together where some people are at this hotel other people are at this hotel you're at this end of town you're at the other end of town you know how do we mingle and get together as legions fans and we pulled it off because i'll tell you what there's some great fans and, and they know how to they know how to do things so we did have those moments where we were all met up at different places but it's going to be so much street more streamlined mm-hmm. and easier it's going to be uh you know i've been to PowerCon before in in la and i've stayed at you know at, at the hotel where the event is happening and the happening place is downstairs in the lobby they had a bar area 
that's where it was to hang out. I mean, that's where people are. Everybody's walking through there. Every, even, even if they're going out, they're walking through there to go out. And you get stopped and you talk to people. Hey, hey, where are you going? Blah, 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 blah. I, I'm, ex I'm excited to have this experience where we have a central location uh, to all kind of, to, to, to be, to bump into each other in elevators, to bump into each other in the hallways, you know, uh, get, you know, stand next too close to someone when they're peeing, you know, that kind of awkward stuff is all going to be on the table for, for this, this upcoming Legion's Con. Absolutely. There's also a pool. So I'm imagining Mr. <laughs> Travis Bowles holding court poolside for the weekend. I, I <laughs> I feel like we should do a broadcast from the pool. There's a good chance we will if Travis is there. Uh, yeah. When when there's a pool involved, make no mistake, Travis is the Lord. I, I was bummed there was not a hot tub because, as you know, Travis and Len and, and Anthony and everything, they, they were bugging me a lot last year to let them bring in, like, an inflatable like hot tub yeah so travis could just be in a hot tub on the showroom floor yeah which like part of my brain says that's a horrible idea and the other part of my brain that loves pure shock entertainment value thinks that that would be wonderful um so i was bummed that there was not a hot tub at the hotel but there is a pool and you know there's always something we have to grow into for next year hot tub maybe it'll be a 2023 thing <laughs> Well, we can only hope. So super exciting. And, you know, the last thing, and then we can move on. Um, obviously, we're all we're here because of the toys, right? right. You know, we love the community. We love everything around Legions. Um, but the toys brought us in. That That's that's our, our first love. Um, one of the announcements was there are going to be not one, but two show version figure sets available at legions con 2022 so one of the sets will be available on the saturday another one of the sets will be available on the sunday those aren't going to be revealed and they're going to be revealed well before the show so people know what to expect um but one of the you know one of the suggestions we had last year is we didn't announce the sir gerard figure until really close to the show like it was uh, two weeks or something before showtime three weeks when we announced the sir gerard figure and part of that honestly last year was we didn't have the pictures of the figure to show um early enough because the the pain master actually got sent to china before it got photographed so we had to wait for the production figures to arrive for trevor to shoot them by the time he was done shooting them, we were right in the middle of Cosmic Legions, and we were like, well, we don't want to announce it in the middle of Cosmic Legions. We don't want to take the spotlight off that. So it was almost like when that was announced was almost just by necessity, but realizing that fans were like, hey, I wish you would have announced there was going to be a figure in advance that might have changed my decision on whether or not to come, we heard that. We're announcing it very, very early. There will be show version figure sets available. We will show them well, well, well before the show. Ironically, one of them, I actually just got some photos on my... <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you in real time as I'm looking on my phone at 
It's a whole week. Come on, Jared. Come on, just show me. Just put it up to the screen right now. I mean, I can see Jeremy's face. I can't see what he's holding. I can't see the phone. But I think that this this isn't right for you to look at these with that big stupid grin on your face and not share your joy. Dude, with this me. is. Oh my god. <laughs> now this is bull. Woo! You're gonna yeah, you're um, gonna do that to me. I am gonna do that to you. Um, I just got the first images of some of the paint master so i paint samples of some of the figures that are going to be available and yeah they're 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 going to blow people away so i just wanted to throw that out there obviously there are going to be figures available at the show if you need that extra incentive there it is you're a jerk jeremy gerard jerk the payoff's worth it man the payoff's worth it when you see it all right Okay, so that's the news, but you know what? One of the things that I think people really like when we do, Stephen, is when we dig into lore and we talk a little bit about kind of the story of, of you know, mythos. So I wanted to do a little bit of that with you today. Good. I'm excited. I love doing this. Did you happen to see the article that we posted on the website today? Yeah. No. No, I, I did not. Um, I, I had a... Tough day. Getting ready to go on vacation. I don't know if you've heard. I, I did hear. <laughs> I hear that you are going on a floating death machine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you know, the good thing about this is is I'm pretty sure you're up to snuff on this, and I'll find a way to contribute. So, so today I posted an article. It's, it's part of a series that we do called The Races of Mythos, and... It's one of the most popular uh, segments that we do on uh, uh, SourceHorseman.com where we focus on a specific race. There are a couple of the articles have kind of broken out of the idea of race. Like we did one on gladiators, which it's not a race, but it's a kind of category of, of people. And most of them are races. The first one that we posted about a year and a half ago was on the orcs. So that's where we started. And, you know, one of the things that I'm starting to do on the website is look at a lot of these old articles because we're now crazy because I I mean, I'm sure you remember when we launched this new website, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was was two years ago in November. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, we're already over two years. And I mean, we have posted at least one new blog article on the website every single week um, without fail for for two plus years now. So inevitably, some of the older articles are outdated. We have to go back. So we're starting to do that now. We're starting to freshen up some of them. And one of the ones we did today was the orcs. And it's funny because when I started editing it, it actually said things like the the upcoming Vorthog figure from the from the forthcoming Irithyr wave and stuff. So a lot of things have changed. Um, obviously we've got Vorthog in hand. Now we've seen you know Bryophytus. We've seen Tharnog. Um, so there's a lot more going on with the orcs. Um, to that point, it's interesting because if you remember, actually at GCon, you know we talked a lot about. Tharnog being the first heroic orc that the line has seen, correct? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It's actually not true. If you think about it, Bryophytus is a lichen orc. 
and he's a hero. So oh. technically, while he's not one of the you know the, the normal green skinned orcs like we've seen, or he's a different color green, um, that Lichen orc is technically the first heroic orc figure we've seen in the line. Correct, but he he doesn't yeah he doesn't he he doesn't play in my brain as an orc. An orc. You're right. You're right. Um, so the article is an interesting one. If, if you're interested in the arcs, I think you'll enjoy this a lot. Um, you know, because it talks a lot about you know the shadow arcs and the fury clan arcs and you know all the different sub races and everything that's been done. It's a real history of orcs in the line. But one of the interesting parts from the lore standpoint, Stephen, is what's been happening with Urzok, Queen Urxa, Vorthog, Tharnag. Those characters, if you read the bios for them, there's a really interesting storyline that's developing. You know what I'm referring to, right? I think I do. I know at least partially what you're referring to. So when we first got that Urzak figure, it talked about how, you know, he was, you know, a general in the Legion of Aerith there. It actually referred to him as a high-ranking advisor and strategist for the evil Gorgo Aetherblade. It went on to say that he's actually one of the very few who are truly trusted by Gorgo. So early on, we saw that the orcs were part of the Legion of Aerith there. They're in that that evil faction, that evil camp. And, you know, orcs traditionally in fantasy have been portrayed as an evil kind of race. So that was not much of a surprise, right? Right. When we get to Queen Urxa, oh. what I find really interesting is her bio expands, and if you would allow me to read this, it says, Orcs have long been loyal soldiers in the Legion of Aerithere, and it is their masses that make up the heart of Gorgo Aetherblade's dark army. When Queen Urxa assumed her rule of assumed her rule of the Orc Nation, she immediately realized that allegiance to Aerithere was essential to her people's survival. As the brutal orc general Urzok rose to power at Gorgo's side, Urx's power has diminished, but with a growing army of orcs dissatisfied with their attachment to Irithere, Urxa is quietly assembling her own legion bent on reclaiming command of its own destiny. So, really interesting there, it reinforces the importance of the orcs in the Legion of Irithere, but it starts to, you know, open up that, that book about they're not they're not all happy to be there feels they're like not all content it feels like revelation uh, revolution um could be in their future possibly if she's successful in doing what she kind of s- seems to be set out to do yeah and i think the word revolution actually comes into play when we get deeper into some of the other bios but you know this is one of the things i love about what Four Horsemen Studios have done with Mythic Legions is, you know, it is really easy to paint a race like orcs as just totally evil. You know, you can also take the other road and kind of say, okay, well, they're really evil, but here's this one heroic version. Um, obviously, that's like an example would be Dritz. So, you know, the, the Drow Elves in, in, you know, Forgotten Realms, Dungeons and Dragons, they're, they're super evil, but Dritz is this, you know, one standout that's heroic. That's a way you can take it. Um, what I love here is it's not saying that Urks is a heroic character. They're not saying that the people that follow her, the Orcs that follow her are heroic. They're just, you know, not happy with the lot that they've been cast. The fact that they are now so dependent on, 
you know, the Legion of Aerith there in that her power has started to wane. Um, I think that's a really interesting, complex storyline. It is, and that's and it's great because it could go multiple ways. You know, she might want to split from Arathir, but be no less evil. Exactly. You know, or maybe she maybe she is having kind of a a, a change of heart. I mean, if <laughs> I could just see this playing out in a movie or some sort of uh, entertainment where. You know, she 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 sells out uh, the the Legion of Arathir, and she looks like she's going to be a great uh, ally to the good people. Oh, and then and, the, and then you find out in the end, no, she never had any intentions of that. I mean, there's so many ways you could go with this story, and that's why it's so fun because it, it leaves it leaves so much to the imagination. I mean, and on top of all that, you know. Even outside of just straight up, you know, revolution and wanting to overthrow, you know, because that because you're right, that's one part. Do I want to overthrow Gorgoether Blade? Do I want to, you know, completely grab power from this faction? You know, do I want to be the new the the new rulers of the Legion of Aerithair type thing? The other way is just do they just leave? You know, if you think about the war that seems to be coming, the fact that it says that the orcs make up you know, the, the the heart of this army, you know, the mass of this army, if a substantial amount of those orcs decide to just not fight, just say that this is not our war and they leave, that alone could absolutely turn the tide of battle in a way that I'm sure Gorgor Aetherblade and the rest of the Legion of Aerithair do not anticipate. Yeah. So as we get, so, I mean, that, Obviously, Queen Urxa was Avon of Decay, so, you know, it's been a while. I mean, that was the second Kickstarter they did. It's been years since that first came out. But when we got the bio for Vorthog, who's a much more recent release, part of the Irithyr wave, his bio actually expands on both Urxa and Urzok's bios by saying, A powerful and grizzled warlord charged with training the Legion of Irithyr's warriors. Vorthog is responsible for forging some of the Legion's greatest fighters. Vorthog's knowledge of and experience in battle runs so deep that he was singularly responsible for the Matoric rise of Urzok, who rose from the ranks of the Nameless to Gorgo Aetherblade's right hand. So all of that, this whole thing here, it paints him as this incredible trainer, this orc trainer who forges these orcs into weapons of war. And it specifically says that he was the one responsible for Urzok, for his skills and his rise. But then you get to the final sentence of his bio, and it totally flips it. And it says, although he serves the Legion, Vorthog's true allegiance allies with Queen Urxa and the Separatists. So right there, that's the first time we hear Separatists. And now we know that this person who's seemingly very well placed in the Legion of Arathir certainly would be a mentor character to Urzok is actually secretly loyal to Queen Urxer, someone who wants to break away. You could have a whole season based on the Orcs. Oh, yeah. And what's going on politically in, in their ranks at this point of, of, on a TV show. Easily. And this 
I used when I talked about this article today, I referred to the orcs as a surprisingly complex race. There is so much story in Mythic Legions. There are so many layers here. Because again, I, whenever I think fantasy, I, I start with Lord of the Rings. Okay, What Tolkien created is an absolutely epic work. No one would disagree with that. But there's a lot of characters in that that you know that fantasy world that are pretty black and white um and now i'm gonna go on record saying i am not a tolkien you know fanatic i have not read every single one of the books i've read the hobbit and i have read the lord of the rings trilogy and obviously i've seen all the movies um but in everything i've seen the orcs are presented as evil characters there's 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 no gray they're, they're just pure, pure evil. So when I look at this interpretation of these characters, I love how complex they really, really are. Agreed. Agreed. It's totally fun. The most recent one we've gotten, obviously, is Tharnag, the shaman from the, um, the, the recent Poxus wave. And while we see Urxa wanting to break away and we see Vorthog supporting her and the Separatists, Tharnag's bio goes even further by making him an actually a heroic orc that has left the Legion of Erethir. Let me read this. In his younger days, his mystical skills were brandished as part of Queen Urx's quiet resistance against the orc's servitude to the Legions of Erethir. Inspired by Urx's honorable intentions, Tharnag relocated himself and offered to wield his gifts for a righteous fight alongside Hera Serpentspire and the Convocation of Basilia. So, the, the, the Convocation of Basilia, every, obviously, every one of the heroic factions has a corresponding evil faction. So, Poxus goes against Basilia. So, this is a character that, interestingly, has a history with the Legion of Erethir, Queen Urxa, but then has crossed over to the Convocation of Basilia. So, his order is now aligned against the circle of Poxas, but it makes you wonder when everything happens, if Queen Urxa and the Separatists have not broken off by that point, if there is this great war, I wonder how that's going to play out as well, where, you know, Tharnag could presumably be across the battlefield from characters he once called allies. That is so fun. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I, I I love the story that they're weaving, you know. Um, and I don't think, it, and we've talked about this before, it, it doesn't get enough credit. It doesn't, you know, really get enough of a spotlight shined on it um, of how just how good it really is. Uh, the, the ins and outs, the, the nuance in these bios that are, I don't know, what do you think they are, 100 words? Uh, you know, they're, they're not very long. There's not much there, and uh, yeah, makes me love it even more. It's it is really it is really well done. It is it to me, and I know that we love as Legion's fans the fact that we can put our own spin on these characters, that we can take them in directions that we want to take them in, but that that complexity that that level of depth, I think, in, in these characters evidenced 
by what we're seeing here with the the story of the orcs and and really this is the story of you know i just read bios for four different orc characters but those bios alone which like you said are probably a hundred words each really paint a picture of a much deeper story going on you know amidst everything else in mythic legions well there you have it there it is the orcs are the orcs are surprisingly complex um as are probably many other factions what, what are we going to talk about what's our next faction uh uh, uh discussion going to be about so I want to next time talk about the Order of Etheron because the Order of Etheron as a heroic faction would seemingly be, you know, all noble and good. And, you know, they're actually the faction that's got the Templars in them and so forth. But as you start digging in and you read some of those bios of some of the prominent members of that faction, there's a lot of mentions of scandal and, you know, things that happened in that faction to really damage its reputation um, over the years. So I want to dig in a little bit and explore some of that and just kind of talk to you a little bit about what if type scenarios and just kind of pick on that, pick on that bone a little bit. Sounds like some fun stuff. I can't wait. This, uh, you know, doing this stuff is, is, is a ton of fun for me and I, I know you enjoy it too. And I do. Hopefully the listeners do. I do. I think it's nice to do that on Legion's cast because I think that, as we've talked about in the past, you know, with with Legion's Lounge being, you know, very news and conversational focused, with you know, mythic conversations being very customs focused, as as well as you know, interviews and stuff like that in news. Um, I think that really digging into the storyline of these characters is something that Legion's cast can bring to the table that maybe some of the other shows aren't doing. So. Look for more of that in future episodes. Awesome. Awesome. I think that's probably going to wrap up this episode. I'm glad we uh, we decided to to do this. Uh, I think Me too. I needed it needed to do it before I, I left. I needed to get get just get it out. Just get out this this tension, this balled up energy of of love for Mythic Legions and uh, share it with you, so and everyone else. Um, yeah so uh, look for us again with more uh, more lore talk more fun more news more everything more Jeremy more Steve hopefully you uh, you're cool with that and uh, yeah till then we will uh, we'll see you around Mythos have a good night everyone